It is so noted on this website that Jesus Christ is the source and the center of the universe. He has created all things by the word of his Father, and everything revolves around him. Every righteous deed and every evil deed that revolves around the King of Glory is either pro-Christ or anti-Christ. Every political decision, every business decision, every thought revolves around Christ. Our entire molecular structure revolves around Jesus. There are no exceptions. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell." Make him the center of your life, your home, and your family. If he is not, you are living a lie. Click on the Further with Jesus for entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalms 118, verses 5 and 6. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? God said, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. God said, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. God said, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Man said, Who needs God? Who needs faith? There is no God. The Bible has no answers to life's dilemmas. Education will solve all our problems. Now the record. Men clamor for proof and truth, but when confronted with it, they deny it, and that's because their deeds are evil. This feature will be just another proof that God is and that he authored the Scriptures. Thousands of years before modern science began to discover the reasons why, God declares it in his word. Godly motivations are alien to this world. Carnaldom cannot embrace them. In the marketing business, there is a concept known as the four powers of mass motivation, which depicts the nature of fallen man. The first power of mass motivation is, what's in it for me, or how do I make out in this proposition? What will make me and mine more attractive, more healthy, more wealthy and wise? This is a dominant trait of natural man. God's motivations are truly alien to carnal man. God's nature is accurately defined in the Word of God as in the following principle laid out by Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 20, verse 35, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Click on to give and you shall receive on this website. All of God's motivations toward us are to bless and enhance our lives. Jesus declares in John 10.10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Every commandment of God has within it an inherent blessing or curse. 
Specific commandment was given by God concerning the preparation, for instance, of the sin, trespass, and peace offerings offered up unto God by the children of Israel. God required the animal's blood to be poured out upon the dust. What God required of the sacrifice to be burned on the altar unto him was the fat, the kidneys, and the call above the liver. The rest of the sacrifice was eaten and used by the priest and his family, and also in some instances the person who brought the offering and his family. The things God required for himself of the sacrifice were those things which science now knows are harmful to man if, man if consumed. See, God requires what you can handle on this website. When one investigates God's commandments, he will find that all of them are given for the edification of man and none for God's personal gratification. The New Testament believer is called to be a living sacrifice, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, unto Christ. Those things that God requires of us are those things which are detrimental to our lives physically and spiritually. We are required to sacrifice on the altar unto the Lord the bitterness, hatred, lust, envy, vainglory, self-will, pride, slothfulness, compromise, etc., etc. All of these issues listed will kill and destroy. We simply cannot handle these things. Consequently, God requires them of us. A serious problem facing mankind today is the issue of stress. Stress is a killer. It is responsible for many illnesses and actually plays a part in nearly all. Stress is a true killer. Stress is defined as to press, to urge, to distress, to put to difficulties. Following are a few of the latest media excerpts heralding the dangers of stress. March 22, 2004, WebMD. Anger, frustration, and other mental stress can trigger abnormal heart rhythms that may lead to sudden death, new research shows. Under the heading Bad Attitude, October 2003, Better Nutrition magazine, researchers have consistently suggested that people with negative attitudes suffer significantly higher rates of stress, depression, and disease. September 24, 2003, uh, WebMD. As if life isn't stressful enough, Swedish researchers say that being under stress may double a woman's risk of developing breast cancer. June 16, 2003, WebMD, a headline reads, How Stress Causes Miscarriage. The final paragraph of the feature reads, But more immediately, he says his findings offers more proof of the hazards of emotional stress on pregnancy. We now know the effects of stress on the fetus are very real and produce a specific physiological reaction in the uterus, he tells WebMD. So you really need to reduce it whatever way you can, end of quote. It's a fact. We can't handle stress. God requires his children to lay it on the altar of sacrifice. Stress is a dangerous killer, and it must be transferred to God. All stress is a product of someone's sin, directly or indirectly, whether it's a parent distressed over a wayward child's actions, or the stress generated by hating one's neighbor or boss or in-law. It can be stress caused by slothfulness or a complaining spirit, etc. It is a simple fact that sin causes stress. Now consider this, Romans chapter 14, verse 23 declares, For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. For example, fear causes stress, and carnal fear is the absence of faith, and whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Everyone experiences stress at times. It must be transferred, or it will destroy length of days and quality of life. 
God has created faith as the vehicle by which a true believer transfers stress. Stress shifting is a gospel science that we as believers must master if today is to be the best day of our lives and tomorrow better. Shifting stress is a simple childlike act of faith. If I am a child of God walking in His Word, all of my situations will be ordered by the Lord, and even what appears to be bad will work out for my good. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. By getting down on my knees before the Lord and praying the prayer of faith, I can effectively shift the fear, uncertainty, and the problem causing my stress to Christ's ample shoulders, knowing that the situation will now work out to my good. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Stress is shifted by faith. Jesus Christ said in Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Another powerfully telling statement made by Christ in verse 29 just quoted is that if we take his yoke upon us, we will find rest unto our souls. Another excerpt from WebMD, October 21, 2003, reads, A new study of churchgoers shows that people who offer love, caring, and support to others have better mental health than those who only receive help from others. Researchers say the findings suggest that altruism offers mental health benefits that can help counter the negative effects of stressful life events. The act of giving to someone else may have mental health benefits because the very nature of focusing outside the self counters the self-focused nature of anxiety or depression, right researcher Carolyn Schwartz of the University of Massachusetts Medical School and colleagues. Shifting stress is accomplished by bringing one's burdens to the Lord and taking his yoke upon us. As we apply the godlike traits of ministry unto others, the truth of Christ's statement, it is more blessed to give than to receive, becomes ours. The following excerpt is from The Power of Going to Church, a feature article on this website. Hundreds of studies have been and are presently being conducted to ascertain whether there is any connection between religious faith and health. Some of the latest results are shocking to the unbelieving world. In 1999, the results of a study conducted by the University of Texas were published. 22,000 people were followed over a nine-year period. Those who attended church or synagogue more than once a week lived on average of eight years longer than those who didn't. Let me say it another way. Those who attended church more than once a week lived 2,920 days or 11% longer than those who didn't. A Yale study reported that churchgoers were less likely to become physically disabled. In a syndicated article released by Knight Ritter Newspapers, it was recorded, several studies concluded that people who attended religious services regularly are hospitalized less often and have a stronger immune system than people who rarely or never attend. Two or more times a week in the house of God generates real measurable benefit. In these times of meditation, prayer, praise, fellowship, and forgiveness, life is multiplied and stress is effectively transferred. Many years ago, on January 2nd at 9 a.m., the telephone rang in my office. 
This was the first call on the first business day of the new year. On the other line was the head of our company's largest account. He called to inform me that we would no longer, he would no longer require our services. I immediately committed the matter unto the Lord and said within my heart that all things work together for my good because I love the Lord and I am called according to his purpose. I rose from my chair and went out to where most of the company's management was getting cups of coffee, and I said, I just got a pay raise. They looked at me quizzically as I continued, we just lost our biggest account. I was confident it was the thumbprint of God since it was the first call of the first business day of the new year. By the time the year ended, I received the pay raise free of stress and intimidation. I was practicing giving unto the Lord something I couldn't handle, and He, as you should expect, was faithful. Thousands of years before man began to know the reasons why, God declared it in the perfect words of the majority text, Holy Writ. This is just another proof that God is and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. God said, Psalms 118, verses 5 and 6, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? God said, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. God said, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. God said, Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Man said, Who needs God? Who needs faith? There is no God. The Bible has no answer to life's dilemmas. Education will solve all our problems. Now you have the record.